Are you live now? We are like live now. Right now? Yes. Oh. Um, Welcome, I'm sorry, ladies is gentlemen. that live? No, this is a test no? live, okay, so we're good. only half We live. didn't get the count on that. Five, four, <laughs> and then you nod your head. Right? Three, <laughs> All right, two, Todd, your show. One. Go ahead. There we go. Um, is that me? Oh, who's no. that? That was Joe. Okay. It's always Joe. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Flag uh, Raiders people, I wish. Behind the Bunker, it is episode 556, podcast 437. So My name is Todd Ansich. Thank you for joining me with me tonight. Garvin Sharma joins us. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is not rehearsal. This is the live show, I'm telling you. It is, you know, we've rehearsed this all afternoon to have a seamless transition into this wonderful program. We are so grateful that you've joined us tonight. And as I say every week, make sure you hit that like, share, and maybe tag a friend or three because it's going to be a great show. I promise you that. And thanks for tuning in. Yeah, yeah. And Joe Kimson, Flaggers Paintball. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, watching Behind the Bunker tonight. We are live. It's Monday night. It's garbage night in Canada. It's also, there's still no flag raiders in Canada either. We're just a virtual thing. Go on to our Facebook page. Like and share the last two posts. That would be super helpful. If you want to make a comment, that would be even more helpful. You know, doesn't matter where you are, where you're coming from, um, because you will all converge here because we are the, we could be the mecca of sports tourism in um, Cambridge, Ontario, Canada, North America, Earth. Anyway, I'm going to turn you over to my friend, Josh Zuby Zabrikis. Uh, hello, everyone. And I'm glad Joe clarified that the flag raiders in Seattle, Nepal is actually still operational. Still have yet to serve their first customer, but they're there. Do you remember? You won't remember, but back in the early days of flag raider dumb, someone had taken the actual flag raider logo and they'd used it for flag raiders in I England. That. And there was also one in Louisiana. They were called flag raiders of Louisiana. It had nothing to do, and I did not have desire to live in a bayou or, or go around in a bayou or anything no. like that. But anyway, you know, that's that. I was born in a bayou. Ah, you're so CCR. <laughs> I am. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm wondering if Kevin, any of you guys at have home you ever seen the rain? have no... <laughs> if any of you guys have noticed, we're distracted. broadcasting in 1080 tonight, which is better than what we normally do. Knock on wood, everything goes well. It looks okay on my end, but are you saying it's just shaved? So I'm just post up in the live chat if you guys are seeing a difference. Ryan McGee says uh, he's here, so things just got worse. Oh, finally. PB says seems more clear and sharper. So if that's what we're hopefully <laughs> clear and it's sharper. Just a, it's just much the like camera. It's not us. <laughs> what about um, Steve of Bar? Is oh. he going to check call in from um, Australia and let us know if it's clear? I hope so. Australia. Um, Angry Canadian Gamer in the chat says hello. Nice. Hello. Yeah. All right. And Marcelo Casa says, what's up? Bom dia. <laughs> nice Fredic, to see Jennifer Montressor. Fred, Fred uh, uh, says aloha, guys. Is he in Hawaii? Yeah, but he's Fred Aki the third. Uh, the third. Yeah. Uh, the second I will Maybe put Maybe he's like with. King Kamehameha. What? Uh, That's like the king of um, Hawaii. The guy who founded it. King Kamehameha, don't you remember that? From oh, like Hawaii Five O, which used to be on on Monday nights. I'm flying blind on the uh, Facebook world, so we'll have to comment and see the chat oh, no, afterwards. Really? Yep, that's okay. Uh -huh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get this show started. Lots to get to on the program tonight. Tonight we're going to be talking about uh, delete one thing from paintball, and I thought a couple people would comment on it, but holy cow, there was a ton. There was like 180 comments or something silly between Facebook and Instagram. So we have. We have them sheets full of comments. So we'll get to those a little bit later on. 
Um, iconic paintball team season one, episode 10 episode goes up live tomorrow. If you guys are, uh, Patreon subscribers of, uh, paintball.media, you will get a chance to see that. And if you're not, go check it out, go download it or go, go subscribe for a month or two and, and, and watch all these great episodes. Thank you to all of you guys who have been checking out our web store. If you guys are wondering where our web store is for our fine merch, go to behindthebunker.com and scroll down. You'll see this image you can click on it and get yourself custom t-shirts uh josh jaggings and uh phone cases whatever you want even even stickers and such so has anyone ever got a, a phone case uh then no i'm we didn't I have any like, cases that fit my phone so yeah. no. i'm partial to my specific case as you are to yours oh indeed i am but i was I just know. wondering i have behind the bunker stickers still yeah. i have some canadian ones and some multi-cam now ones. if you made is a that a life proof it is it's a life proof if you made a, a tactical proof. one todd i'd be all over that Remember like l- this Remember this last week we talked about the TM40 with the uh, Tiger, Tiger Stripe? <laughs> so uh, the next day, I was talking to someone that was ordering some for us, and I asked him to try to get those in, and apparently he was eight minutes too late, and they were, they're already obviously sold Story out. of my life. Speaking of eight minutes too late, I didn't realize, but this was also for sale on PB, our Paintball Retro. What is it? Oh. Tiger Stripe, JT. Uh, That's Crossfire then? Frames? No, it's a Spectra. JT Spectra, you yeah. You reckon? I reckon. I reckon it ought to be. Yeah. You reckon it ought to. <laughs> uh, congratulations to our <laughs> research department, Dusty. Yeah. Uh, if you're not sure who he is, he's yeah. the one in that photo with the beard. Uh, he's behind the scenes, but uh, congrats. They just uh, had a child, uh, Amelia, if memory serves. Good for you. Congrats to them. Uh, Joe, you sent me this photo. I Someone sent it to me. Well, I don't know who it was. I forget. It was Ryan McGee. Nice. Link spray with Marmite. Oh, like an Axe body spray, but Marmite flavor? Is that what that is? <laughs> I think so. It smells- I, I might be- have to give that a whirl. I thought it was Marmite in a spray can. I was going to say, this is going to save me like so cheese. much time like in the morning. Cheese? Well, yeah, yeah spray exactly. Cheese. I won't yeah. rip open my bread uh, as I'm uh, spreading on my Vegemite. Okay, so next week, we're going to take what can of those. Josh is going to take his shirt off. He's going to design an X with Marmite on his chest of the spray. And then we're going to see how long it takes Gavin to just oh, jump across the table and no give one wants. Okay, there that. may be some nipple chewing. You know, oh, that, that's on. quite dangerous, I'm telling you. So, you know, don't do that to Josh because he's uh, he's quite handsome. Yeah. Especially if he's putting on that lip chap um, and sprayed <laughs> with the Marmite. Remember how that's we were sponsored nice. by Manscaped? Remember that? Yeah. 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 Remember days. how we got the razor? I did not use it. um seb found some things in his house today he thought he would send me a couple of pictures original og though that might even have been smart parts brand that is a smart part you can tell by the way that the at the very top where it's sewn because it has the inside piece of material that reinforcement that was some of the best barrel socks back in the day and speaking of back in the day he found two of these and look at the oh, shape they're in wow <laughs> those are like i like his cutting board look at the trough for the juices yeah yeah so it's there you go and sebastian Mounier no, is, is live on uh, youtube watching us right now nice to see you oh seb um this has absolutely nothing to do with paintball but i saw this the other day and i thought wouldn't this be a great gear bag for the field would be. How many times wheels? are you rolling across wood chips and mud and gravel and uh, you know just odd terrain? And it also looks like it's waterproof. So that 
that, if you're interested, is uh, for carrying your telescope. I know it's not our industry, and I'm not a telescopey kind of guy, but um, yeah, almost worth ripping out the internals and just putting your paintball gear. Todd in that. meant to say it's different genre than what we use. It's definitely a different genre. Um, or Steve, yeah. This gentleman uh, sent us a, a message over YouTube and says, uh, "How have you guys all thought about going on Rockfin? Would be nice." Uh, not to sit through ads on the show, uh, YouTube's ads, that, that is. And unfortunately, I, I, I've i looked into it. It might be something I do in the future. It's actually a great idea. Um, the only place you can get it ad-free right now is on Facebook or just download it as a podcast and you'll be able to uh, get that ad-free as well. I, I think you're going to see some changes in social media. They're going to couple um one of the new companies is going to be powered by batteries. So it's pretty amazing. We might be broadcasting on Twitter. You yeah, never you never know. Good for him, right? I guess. I think he got a lot of, a lot of, if you look back at Elon Musk, is, there's a lot of Canadian in him. His mom was born in Saskatchewan. He went to um, Queen's University where he got, where he got most of his, a lot of his book learning, as Gavin would say. So, you know, uh, he's got his own body spray, Musk. So, so, so here's the question. <laughs> Elon is in a position that not a he's lot of standing. people are. He's he's a billionaire. He can pretty much buy and sell anything he wants. And on a whim, he's taken on this Twitter thing on his mm -hmm. own and he's bought Twitter. Here's a question. If you guys were maybe not billionaires, but multimillionaires, what with paintball would you do with that money? I, I And I know Joe and I would probably build the Disneyland of paintball fields locally so we wouldn't have to travel to go to it. I would, but what other like could? If would you, you had a, how many money? Would you make your billions? Would you make your own? I would balls? buy all the social medias and stop this BS of like <laughs> boycotting paintball markers and sales and stuff. Yeah. I I would build I would build a field that had roads, and then I would build a field below that that had a sewer an entire sewer system that you could go down and in and tunnels, and then I would build some second floor buildings. And stuff. Oh, you know what would be nice? A field that would slowly all just a gentle slope down. Yeah. So you're never walking uphill. Yeah. It's just gentle slope <laughs> down. In both directions. Yep. I'd like to see uh, an air fill station at the beginning of each scenario. That would be good. Um, I would like to have uh, a little bit of helium in my air just so that the balls float a little bit longer, flyer, oh, higher. Everything's lighter, right? That's right. I think I would buy my own encapsulating machine to make paintballs 0.689 again with the right weight and the right size. Wouldn't that be great instead of these small little puny things we have right now? Yeah. I'm still uh. sitting here. <laughs> would you... I was looking at Josh. When would you remove the part of the encapsulating machine that just puts the pre-dimples in all the balls before they get into the bag? <laughs> Now, if I had Musk money, I would have moving escalators all the way around the field. Ah, like at the at airport. That. Yes, like for old fellows like me who can just sort of sit there and stand and make its way to the next course. What about what about putting dimples in your paintballs like what like a golf ball has, like proper dimples for aerodynamics? You'd be able to get a more accurate ball. Speed holes. Travel. You're not thinking big enough. <laughs> yeah. George Hayes says he'd like to buy a nice motorhome. Wouldn't that be nice? A nice million dollar bus with showers in it and, and uh, George pull up, pull up in your, you know, in your what's what's Crocs made out of plastic? I guess your plastic motor home. And he would have he would have a distilled water dispenser in it so he could plug his <laughs> CPAP machine in that would run on 
think, solar power. Think of his walk-in crock closet. Ooh. <laughs> or his kitchen with the crock pot. I could just ah. see that at the back. The back door comes down, smoke starts pouring out, playing some ludicrous music, and then this shoe cupboard comes forward. One of these days, I'm going to finally put a ludicrous song on my soundboard, so every time he says ludicrous, I can play it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Never think of doing that. Um, good segue to, to something that I, I want to show you guys. Uh, this game uh, is happening this weekend at Sherwood Forest. And um, I, I bring that up because uh, one of our regular watchers here, Neb Nella, he's going to be uh, uh, one of the generals for that. So make sure you guys get signed up for that. That's this weekend. But check this out. Uh, something that, that they're doing. Uh, let me read the email here. He says, uh, so Sherwood Forest Wild West 26-hour scenario game called uh, Dread, uh, Dreadlands Reloaded. Um, and it's brought to you by Ronin Kinetic Esports, it looks like. But here's here's the good thing. So they're using RFID flag stations and props. So the player gets an FRD sticker uh, for their ID patch. You know, they could put it on their barrel, their hopper, wherever they want. But it's like a sticker that you'd see at like a shopper's drug mart on a product. So you, if you tried to walk out, you'd obviously you'd, you'd, you'd set the thing off. That's um, the alarm. But uh, it's a good alarm. Basically, it'll go on anything that you can put a, a security sticker on. Watch. But so here's the game that happened before, and you can tell that team, the yellow team, definitely had won that match because you can tell which flag stations were illuminated yellow versus the blue. That's some good yellow Use team of technology. In. Yeah. So definitely check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Um, maybe Neb can put some more information in the live chat if you guys are. Uh, uh, and sorry, Neb Nell is the XO. Sorry. Um, yeah, so check that out and uh, be interesting to see, watch this technology over the next couple of years and see how that, that goes. But another thing that would be great if you were a billionaire field owner and had, what about real, like real military props? Like a real, you know, uh, you know, some real aircraft and some real like helicopters. And well, OXCC's got a Chinook, don't they? Yeah. They brick two brick buildings. Two brick buildings. No more particle board or plywood. Brick, all all brick. brick. Remember the first ones you built out of straw? Yes. Yeah. And somebody blew it down. Yeah, and then a wolf Huffin came Pump. around. And, yeah, what a wolf came Damn along. Andre. And, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is a funny show tonight. I... <laughs> You know what? I I, I we should end it now. Yeah, That's going to be next week's topic. topic. If you to had do. unlimited, if you money, had Musk money, if you had Elon Musk money, what what would you build or have as an it, asset at a paintball? It would field? be kind of awesome. neat during a big game to put like those satellite dog trackers on everybody's neck. So live, well, you that's can what see those, where that's everybody what those is. Chips are that way. If someone complains and you're in the staging area, you can pull out your iPad and go. <laughs> See how all your teams in the staging area? If I had get out into the field, that and or you know like the invisible fences for dogs. Yeah, you go on, out of bounds. You just like, ah, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I'm too far away. You know what? I would charge. I like, gotta get back in. You could charge like thirty thousand dollars for a case of paint, but everybody gets a Humvee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get your take home prize. Great topic. Let's talk about that next week because I think that's oh, uh, yeah. something we can really oh, dig our teeth into. Oh, I'm all excited right now. Uh, I know. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Matt, we're going to leave that video for next week because I realized I didn't put our audio over that source, so it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, so we'll do that next week. But we do have uh, a great From the Vault segment from Joe. We have the topic to get to and lots more. So why don't we, um, why don't we see what's in Joe's closet, or uh, From the Vault, rather.
it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment from the vault where we go back in history, back in the early days of paintball, and I pull something out of the vault, out of a closet, out of a box, and show you something that's definitely old, something cool and you may not have seen. Today we are going to go back into the early days of Spec Ops. This is a Spec Ops jersey, first generation. Um, must be for colder climates or for slim people because this is like a mock turtleneck. So definitely wouldn't look any good on me. Um, but it's the Spec Ops Tactical Wear. It's pretty cool. It's got their original logo on the very bottom as well. So that's kind of neat. And embedded in the Digicam is the Spec Ops logo in a variety of different places. This is a ventilated. It's got some padding on the elbows down to the... Um, forearm as well so that's kind of cool this is a first generation spec ops jersey and you've been watching from the vault we'll see you next time pew pew all right that was my um really uh todd got that jersey for me um he and greg went down to practice with the naughty dogs i think uh, Bushwhackers. 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 Um, yeah. He went to practice with them, and at SC Village was their practice. And uh, Spec Ops was in its infancy stages, and they just had like a pop-up tent. They had their Humvee there, and they had some of the first-generation products. He got a pair of pants, I think, and that jersey came back. And this is that's before they had any of their, you know, customized, modified, tricked-out guns. Yeah. Um, so that's a pretty... That's a first-run Spec Ops jersey, and it's for the cooler climates because it was a turtleneck. I can't really wear it because I don't have much of a neck, so I kind of look goofy you know, wearing it. That event, um, so SC Village, when we were there, there was a tournament going on on the speedball fields, and if you've ever been to SC Village, they've got four or six of them kind of in the parking lot area. Then they have an amazing, amazing scenario field. Spec Ops was set up in the parking lot with the speedball guys. That was the weird thing, and uh, but people were still checking them out, and I don't know where they were from or why they happened to be there. They were at from the time, Utah, but the the rest of the the like where the scenario field is, where they should have been with with that style of gear, they they weren't. They were at the tournament as like a not a sponsor, but as Promo. one of the vendors, right? So, but good for them. I bought man, I bought jerseys and pants and packs. I bought a oh bunch my. of stuff because it was like that was at. That, that was the style of that you know that new style that was awesome and 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 a lot of those were samples like when i said to the guy do you have any more because i was going to buy more pants and he's like no like this is all that i have so whatever that was pretty cool that was pretty cool pretty neat um all right so let's get into tonight's topic guys and that is uh if you were to delete one thing from paintball what would that be and feel free to put uh to post up in the live chat we'll try to get to some of your comments as well and uh, if you guys, uh, before we go too far, if you guys are watching us, tuning in right now, please hit that like and share button wherever platform you're on. Uh, that would really help. And uh, also, if you guys don't want to stick around for the whole show, you can watch it or listen to it as a podcast uh, anytime. Or again and again and again. Yeah. And hopefully you guys are enjoying the high def. It definitely looks better. Are we having any issues with our stream? No, everything looks good. We saw urologist. Yeah. There we go. Well All right. Done, Joe. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Um, uh, Matt David, 9907, his first comment was, uh, keep the government out of paintball. Mm -hmm. Do I Amen. get any? <laughs> uh, along that lines, Matthew Petrushuk. 
-hmm. says he would like to delete the temporary closure of flag raiders. Yay, Matthew. Good for you. Lots of church going on tonight. (laughs) Uh, Jamie Conley. I almost agree. Ramping. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree with that. I'm going to play devil's advocate, though. Playing with ramping on speedball is phenomenal. But outside of speedball field, I will 100% agree with you guys. Ramping is not. But uh, the days of walking and trigger and you having the skill to do so, you don't think that's better? I just That ramping to 10.5 right now is great because it limits the, like, there are people that can shoot faster than 10.5. Absolutely. And there are guns that are well more capable than shooting that. But the ramping keeps it more on a level playing field. Audibly, the refs... If you're out there on the field, you know if someone's shooting 12 balls a second because you can hear the difference and they'll get a penalty for it. So I like the 10.5. I think it keeps everyone on the same level. And I also, when we used to do 15 balls a second, that was so fast you couldn't tell the difference if it was even further and faster. And most of the time, the hoppers couldn't keep up with that that, that right. year as well. So I do like it. And I, I think, you know, if you're trying to run to a corner off the break or be the aggressive first person up the field, that ramping keeps you, you You have to be a fast runner. You have to be agile to do so. So Un, I, that keeps un- me interested. semi. If you can do it, you can <laughs> yeah. do it. That's, exactly. That's the skill. That's cheating. It's, well, no, no, no. If you've got, if, if you've got the fingers, uh, then yeah. I, think, yeah, I think you deserve yeah. to be able Practice to Practice, patience, yeah. and hard work should pay But off. again, on a speedball field, I think ramping definitely has a home. I, outside of it, I don't know. Even for a big game, I'm, I'm not I'm not a fan of the guys using ramping on a big Three game. Three words. Un- Capped semi. Tom Tom Bertrand. Three words. Gavin change my mind. Right. Change my mind. Tom Bertrand. You knew I was going to say this, but behind the bunker, JK, love you guys. And then Brandon Page. Egos. Check them at the door. It's only a game. Amen, yep. brother. Lots yeah. of church tonight. I'm telling church you. And- John Saywell. Ten foot surrender rule. Might as well just mm. yell surrender at the start of the game and call it quits. Yeah. Okay. Well, well having said that. If you are, um, if you're segregating your your uh, your 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 fields to beginners, rentals, uh, or um, experienced players, you should as you should be. Yes, as you should be um, for the experienced players, then I would agree with that. Zero uh, mercy rule or, or, or boundary, and you you got to fight it out. And if you don't, yeah. uh, if you if you're not aware of that, you uh, you get on the the receiving end of that, and you learn your lesson quickly. Do you know what I do when there's a ten foot surrender rule? Take one step, step back and shoot you anyways. I'm 11 feet. I've got my tape measure. Uh, Jesse Day, frozen paintball type myths. Yep. Zane Smith, long wait times between games. Good for you. I do not like coming off the field to air up, get a snack and some water, and then wait 30 minutes to go back on the field. I don't agree with Thomas yeah. Valerio chronographs. No way. What? We need that. <laughs> yeah, if that anything, we need more. We need more of those. I think he's just egging you on on that. He, he, he has to be. Okay. It has to be. And Chris Not- Dubar wants to uh, eliminate uh, the whole pie that the industry companies want for themselves. Did you say Chris Uh Chris Dubois. Oh. Uh, Dubois. Not the same guy. Uh, um, sorry, go back to that comment about chronographs. I would like to eliminate um, non-calibrated chronographs. Because there are so many times you go to a big field, you go out of the game, and they go, oh, you're shooting 295. You get in the staging area, you go up to Big Red. 271, 270, 271, 270, go back out. The same referees there, check you again. Or you're 300 now. Yeah. It's like, no, your battery or something is going because that's wrong. Yeah. Jeff Saunders, 50 cal paint. Disagree. Ooh. Ooh. Some controversy. Paul Weakland, the perception that paintball is expensive. 
Uh, Anthony Bove says somebody's probably going to hate on this, but invincible players. Uh, nothing worse than walking yep. 20 minutes yeah, back I into agree. battle and taking out some dude who says, you can't shoot me, I'm invincible. I agree. Riff. I agree. There's no such thing in real warfare of someone who's invincible. Sorry, that doesn't. Jordan's, Jordan Lauk's first strikes. Yep. Uh, Sam Silverback Moyer says first strike rounds. So... I don't know if who's got it on their sheet, but someone also said first strike round, and it sparked quite a controversy. Oh, I got that one right That's, here. Uh, not, not, yeah, people aren't happy about that one. Um, inconsistent paint is another thing that would be nice to get rid of. Yeah, if you're going to make it small, make it small and ah. consistent. Ah, Shelly Farmer quoted in here. She Jill's says, cramps, uh, Weiner. Uh, okay? is something wrong with it. Nev Nella says, ramping, said Joe's <laughs> high-pitched narrative voice. There you go, Nab. <laughs> Tim Miller. <laughs> Says legislation. Oh, amen. Amen, Mr. Miller in Australia. Speaking of Miller, AES Miller says, uh, unenthusiastic refs, not concerned fully about safety of anyone, including new Ah, players, or making sure that they are actually having a good time. Simple equipment adjustments and tips, ensuring uh, that at least basic rules and and consistence uh, are followed. Um, Yeah, basically, a ref that doesn't give a crap is the worst wet blanket on your day of paintball. It's uh, like an unattractive beer cart girl on your golf course. Ooh, Robert ruins the day. Robert <laughs> Serpest, electric mar- electronic markers. I don't know. Uh, Andy Hand's got a good point, and I, I, did, I did not know this. This is this is strictly for the NXL. Why do staff have to pay for ID? Ooh. They're there to help paintball players and teams, and they're yeah. not playing. Parents, friends are there to help uh, load and clean and, and all that and be in the pits, and apparently they have to pay for ID for yeah. like one or two events. To be honest with you, to play devil's advocate, um, the league pays for insurance on that player or that, sorry, on that person because they are in the pit and they also have to pay for the, um, the player card as well. So there is money there. Oh. But if, you know, it, depending on the cost of the card, if it's 20 bucks, that might be a bit of a cash grab. But on the same token, there is money. I mean, you're paying at least five bucks a head for insurance minimum, maybe more now, plus the price of the card, plus, admi- uh, plus the admin of it. Um, that admin software is... Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to be going off on a rant, but it, there's definitely some value there. So I can understand why they're charging. But what is that price? Is is he complaining about paying ten bucks for the weekend I think to do that, or is it like fifty? That. Okay, I think they're a little more. Because like, if it's fifty, bucks, I understand bucks. with them. Yeah, I think they're now, like twenty or twenty-five bucks. Now, if they're truly staff, I would see the grudge with that, um, and that's something the team could certainly put together and make sure they're. The, the team should pay for it. Absolutely. Yeah. But if it's just, you know, I want a spectator seat with my dog and, you know, your, your partner's in there and their babies and, and all that. Like, no, yeah. you pay for that. No, that yeah. Yeah, yeah, figure it sure. out. Like, if you're not staff, if you're not part of the actual sort yourself crew, out. Yeah. yeah, go sit in the stands. But it's the same thing, too. Like, if you're potting and pitting and staffing for people, either you're doing it as a favor for them or they're paying you. So, you know, it's... But but your car, that's, a, that's another story. Um Longtime watcher, first-time commenter Sarah Midget Engler says, uh, "Bad Midget. sportsmanship, like conduct, yelling at a player across the field and hurling insults and raging, etc. Get off my field! <laughs> You're below average intellect, Evan. <laughs> it's true. I don't like the cut of your jib. <laughs> you are not the bee's knees. <laughs> That's hurtful, Josh. My mom says nobody likes you." <laughs> 
Guys are mean. Uh, Adam Corson says, uh, whining about the uh, play style. Uh, which which play style is better? So yeah. I can uh, play with any type of marker and have an awesome time. Paintball is paintball no matter what the play style or, dare I say, genre. Mr. Deuce says the same thing. The animosity between speedball and scenario players. And I would even go one step further in saying magfed players as well. Can we just all get together and hate airsoft like we're supposed to? <laughs> Yeah. And Mike and uh, Kreisness says, I'm going to say what everybody's thinking. Drum roll, please. Get rid of the small ass paint. Yeah. Robert Hansen says, my last NXL card was 50 bucks. Now, were you Robert's staff or were you a player? 50 bucks to me seems a little expensive. Um, How much are they? 50 bucks to pay, pay for a team and be in there proper doing like real work. Seems really expensive. Yeah. I'm curious. If Robert Hansen paid $50 for a player's card, that to me is fine because they keep track of your rankings and all that stuff. Yeah, that but means they, something. But as a staff, 50 bucks seems a little steep. That's Even though I do justify them needing to spend money on these people. They still do stats for pod runners as well. They do? Do they? Oh, yeah. How who, many who, pods you've got? That's right. How, how many, many enemy pods you've stolen? How many all times you've yeah? How many times you went on the field without your shirt? There's bonus points there. That's right. Right. How or many, how many enemy team pods have you stepped the lids on? <laughs> <laughs> There's a new rule now with NXL, certainly with the OPL, and I think it's mimicked after the MXL. But And if I'm wrong, I apologize. But I, I thought I heard this the other day that if you are caught as a pod runner stealing other people's pods your team will get penalized for it because apparently that is a vicious thing that happens out there and teams lose matches because they don't have the pit crew that everyone else does and then they don't have pods and how do they play on the That's field called a panol- it's called yeah. a panology. get yeah. faster runners <laughs> so robert hansen says staff is the same wow okay that's Kind of steep. I understand that then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Damien Doth, a controversial comment, says, uh, the delete the sports side of paintball and take it back to when it was more of a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Not controversial for anyone here? It's not a sport? No, I think it's a sport for sure. But I. But the thing is, people are... It's not a sport. Guys that come out every Cambridge weekend and are practicing is. really hard every week, that becomes a job and paintball loses its luster. But if you come out on weekends and you don't care, you just want to have some fun and play, that's when paintball stays fun. I would give anything yeah. to work a walk around on a Saturday or Sunday and pick up Ziploc bags and water bottles and throw them in a garbage can and mutter under my breath. I would be pretty happy doing that again. Me too, Joe. There was some murmuring, too. too. Don't forget the murmuring. Murmuring. <laughs> um... Chris Davies, and and this is his comment, not not mine. Uh, so have at what you will. He would like to get rid of milsim look markers. You don't need real steel ergonomics when you have a mask and a spherical ish projectile. <laughs> a little bitter there, Chris. But no, he's you know I, I I understand. You know if you have a gun that's like a replica with your goggles, does it really work? Well, that was like those people that were trashing on the stock drop. At the back, stock so you can sight down actual yeah. sights. People are like, it doesn't look realistic. Who cares? Yeah, it's a sport. It's a game. Yeah, get but over it, it. Like I said, it works better that way. Playing, playing airsoft and playing milsim paintball is you gotta. It's almost like cosplay. Nope. It's really not far away from cosplay where people want to be dress up. No one plays airsoft. You participate. Whatever, Josh. Don't be. 
don't hate on them. They like they're they're humans too, right? You know what? No, barely. We're doing really well with this topic, and I don't want to leave it, but I do want to bring up a good point before we uh, continue on. Oh, I bet I know what it is. Planet uh-huh. Eclipse, guys. Oh, there it is. I knew it. Every game, bunker, or gunfight has its story, and now it's time to pull the trigger on a Planet Eclipse product. Whether you're storming the beach or laying the snake, make sure your story has a happy ending. Planet Eclipse. Hey, they're great creators of happy endings. Plumes, puffs, and clouds. EG Smokes gives you the cover, color, and contrast you need if you're taking pictures, in the picture, or want to be out of the picture. Pull a pin on an EG product. Hashtag Bob Smoke. Arabs. Inflatables designed to hold air all day. Designed and manufactured by, in America by, Dem, by Brent Davis and his crew. Dear God. Uh, you know what? Nothing can beat Arabs. Their thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, hardware, multiple color and print options are available. So don't ever let your game be deflated. Get Arabs at Arabs.com. If we ever go to Extravaganza again, we gotta get him a name card. <laughs> it says Dent Bavis. <laughs> Dent Bavis. Dent Bavis. Rome was not built in the day. But you sure can look good while doing it. Ruthless now offers fully supplemented team packages. Everything you need to look good on your road to victory. Use the promo code BTB15 to save 15% on your order. Exalt. Often imitated or copied, but never duplicated. The Exalt brand is constantly evolving to keep you out front and in the game. It is tournament ready, battle proven, and available worldwide. Worldwide! DLX Technologies, inspired by the best. DLX has created the new benchmark in high-performance markers with the TM40. The evolution continues light, sleek, and fast. The TM40 only, available from DLX. From boondocks to boulevards, whether you're sidewalk surfing or blazing a trail, one wheel leaves the riding to you, charge and go day or night. Use the promo code BTB10 for 10% off at ride519.com. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. Tonight, we're talking about the de- if you could delete one thing from paintball, what would it be? And I want to bring up a good comment here from CBR Star, who posted this just now in YouTube. Said, big game medics they'd like to get rid of. Yes. Crawl through the woods to get the drop, only to have your medic buddy hiding around the corner and revive you over and over. Sometimes it's hard to tell if they are wiping. 1,000%. I love games that don't have big medics. I love respawn stations. Yes. Like on-field medics. Because then you are forced to leave your position. There's nothing more frustrating than a guy getting shot and then the ref, or not the ref, but the medic tagging him and then he keeps going. It defeats, like to me, it it seems, it's just a pinch point that you don't want to have. But I love the, you know, I love if I get hit, I just have to walk back 100 yards to a medic station and I can come right back in. And I've been hit before ran back to the medic station and literally so upset that I got shot out that I ran back to the same spot I just was just to kind of fire back at that guy again and hopefully get him out this time. But um, it certainly lowers the tension of yeah. the day. You never hear anybody going, man, I hit it, I hit it. And I've seen guys that I normally see wipe, not wipe because they just <laughs> leave and go back. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like, you know, it's like <laughs> there's no point. True. Yeah. Just go back, tag up, take a breather, come back. And now, they're like, yeah, okay. Now, I do like medics. Like on-field medics, they are cool, but I don't like that situation. And would I be willing to get rid of that if I was playing a game and just have the respawns? Maybe. Well, let's, what, what do you guys think? Let's talk about this way, too. Oh, look at all those nut sacks that sit out there and talk about how realistic stuff has to be. We're going to play Milsim. This is going to be realistic. Oh, I got the medic came up and stroked my arm, and now I'm healed and back in the fight. No, you're not. Yeah. In and, real life, if you want realism, the medic's got to go over there, grab you by the drag handle, 
pull you back a hundred yards. You got to sit there for four or five and days, take and then him you can out come with back. you. Yeah. yeah. And as a ref in uh, some of the big games, when they had medics, and particularly the building play, like uh, second floor, uh, second story, people were seeing the guy get hit. As a ref, you run up there, and you're not supposed to out anybody or, or uh, you know, disclose any information. But sometimes it reduces tension. It's like, yep, he's hit. Just so you know, there's a medic in here as well. And, yeah. you know, that diffuses some of the tension. And then yeah. people are like, okay, now we can work around that. But yeah. when people are seeing a break on a person, he disappears and all of a sudden he comes back up and it's it's gone. Yeah. Uh, that just increases a significant amount of animosity and, and See, tension. On-field medics to work properly, their job literally should be to go to the person that needs to be respawned. And then he and the medic have to stay alive but move back 100 feet or something. So that way it's a demerit for... Because you, you can't, responding in the same spot, like what if you ran really hard, you got to this this primo spot, but just as you got in, you got shot and the medic tags you in. Like you're still there, like it's... And some games have tried to mitigate that by having medics with uh, bandages or some some like sashes or whatever, right? It's a limited yeah. number they have on them. So if one guy... that's a great idea. If one yeah. guy takes all of those bandages and the medic the medic is out, then then too bad, right? Yeah. And so, and then that's yeah. that. That's how you get the natural attrition. But yeah. if it's just unlimited, I can just wipe you off and heal you. Then uh, that does increase. I really uh, like that because that way you can still keep your medics, but he's not going to waste on a guy who keeps getting hit the same time. Like, no, forget yeah. it. You know what? You, 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 you're on your own. And especially <laughs> you're you have out. to make Gavin, that you already have four of my bandages. You're not getting another one. That's In order right. for that medic <laughs> to get a resupply of his band-aids, he has to walk off the yeah. field all the way back. And that, that way, you know, and that, come right back. That, then that yeah. attrition to a candy happens, striper. Right? So, yeah. yeah, and that kind of stuff lasts for the first 10 minutes of the game, right? Yeah. So, at, yeah, at first, yeah. you know, the guy gets hit eight times and you've given eight bandages. Like, you know what? You're not worth it. I'm going to move yes. on to the next this guy. This might not be PC, but I think that if you're truly a medic and I'm, if I was a medic and I was coming to get Gavin and, and wipe him down, instead of wiping him down, you should have like an on-field taser that simulates like a... Like the a defibrillator, <laughs> right? Then you get the a little fake kit you put on in training, and yeah, it goes then you beep. Technically, beep. get a penalty. <laughs> and I would like, I would like <laughs> medical you playing. You know, I, 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 like I like that. that. <laughs> I like that system where you know there's some pain in, associated with it. But I also would like a medic to lecture people. What are you, <laughs> what are you stupid? You're, You're sticking got, your head out there for the last time. Take get the your chicken wings behind the corner <laughs> of the building. Just gonna Take say that. Pain. What again, chicken wing? <laughs> no more for you. No more for you. That's it. Give me the duct tape. I'm taping your arm to your side. Yeah, you, you get shot in the elbow again. I'm not coming for you. You know there should be an air of disappointment every time somebody gets hit, rather than just calling for medic. Like they should be. They should feel public shame. humiliation. Yeah. <laughs> like a tarn feather. You talking about? <laughs> That's nice, Gavin. Joe, what is your thought? You've been quiet about the medic. What do you think? I know we're. Playing, um, playing. I I don't know. I I guess the. When we set up our mash unit and the player has to leave and the mash unit has to stay, you know, whether it's 50 feet or 100 feet back from the field of play and the mash unit sort of moves parallel with with the, the, the front lines, I think that works really well, which, like you guys have said, the player has to leave, go back to the back to the mash unit, check in, check, check yeah. get a check mark, put on a Band-Aid, and, and go out again. And then the generals, if their mash unit starts to run low on on first aid supplies, if you will, they can use some of their points or find some gold or whatever, whatever the objective is and trade it for more band-aids. And at the end of the day, you add up the number of hits <laughs> on a particular guy, number of band-aids or whatever, and that works. So having, having said that, uh, Joe, there's been a couple of Phoenix projects where both Josh and I have, uh, <laughs> have generaled. Uh, and I like the idea of 
acquiring points, but spending points for uh, for accessories or privileges as well. So that may include extra bandages or med med medics and stuff like that. Yeah. So as a general, that adds a new element where you have to strategically spend your points, like whether you want to do an airstrike in an area that costs you uh, points or money, or send in reinforcements like helicopters or for example, like a, a mobile mash unit or something like that. Like yeah. I, I like that idea where there's more strategy involved in terms of management of uh, your, your points and your resources. It would, yeah. it would, moving back to that RF chip business that Neb Nella was talking about, um, it would be cool if you, when you got hit, you go to the mash unit, you scan your ID tag and that automatically goes into the into a spreadsheet like a somehow yeah. and yeah. it keeps a tally and then you put on your band-aid so it's all electronic and on the score it shows you know gavin's team has 300 you know eliminated players josh's team has 265 eliminated players but most of josh's team is in the staging area telling stories eating lunch eating, eating lunch or eating something bon like that it'd be, be kind of that'd be a really kind of cool thing and uh, you know if we can get reusable rockets and send people up and do space tours and why why the hell can't we come up with something as simple as that yes yeah. there'd be a cost you're speaking but that would be like quantifying the experience that would be a really like that would be a really the cool data, the data do the to data explain. collection yeah. that'd be a really cool thing yeah agreed i maybe matt and josh can correct me on this but i thought for super game their mash units like their their mobile hospitals Basically, what they did was they had like bases that had flags, and as long as you had that base, that flag, that became your yeah. Every your flag respawn. station that your team owned was a respawn point. Oh, so excellent. they were sort of close, but they weren't like. Well, I guess they would be right on the line if that's where you just happen to take. But as you, you'd have to take another base to move that mash line forward. And I always thought that worked well because then. You're always within reach, but like Joe does, like a hundred yards or whatever it is, and if it's constantly moving with the troops, then that's awesome. Sean yeah. LeBlanc says RFID are expensive, but QR codes on players' cards are basically free. If Fla if Flagriders gets operational again and does another Phoenix project, he would be happy to take on that particular task. He just said that deal. Yeah. Oh, and deal. he just oh, posted again. He'd be willing to take work off too. Yeah, deal. nice. Done. Well done. Nice. Thanks, Thanks Sean. Sean. Great. That's what I like about you know, this show. It brings people together. Inter interesting fact, little known fact, that Sean LeBlanc, long time, you know, used to ref at Flaggers many, many years ago. When he was a young fellow. But also when he finished, he went to um, Sheridan College, I believe, for graphic design, and he was worked on the Arthur cartoon. He would, he would sketch and draw Arthur. So anybody who was pained by Arthur, <laughs> who, who, who granted Arthur was way, way cooler than, what's that Caillou dude? <laughs> so you know what I mean? Of the, two, of the two programs that you would have to watch as a parent, yeah. Arthur was way cooler than Caillou. Anyone who hasn't seen Caillou, you, what you really need to do is just Google Caillou or YouTube Caillou and you'll see, yeah. holy smokes, you'll just, run out in front of traffic. Do you see Wolf Critchlow's in the live chat? Do you know that Wolf and Sean LeBlanc went to the same preschool? Did they? No, I have no idea. I'm okay. just trying to tie them in. Now you're, wolf, now you're, dis now you're discrediting this. What I just said. <laughs> and I was like, I was waiting for that connection, but you yeah. had nothing. I'm Kay. mad because I got that song. Wolf Caillou first in my time. Head now. Wolf's first time <laughs> playing paintball was at Flaggers, though. So there you go. Can I go on a rant now? Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, the one thing I would like to delete from paintball is the industry pandering to speedball. I want yeah. to see, I want to see real Milsim stuff. I want to see a real Milsim mask that's designed to wear all day that doesn't 
cramp your ears or hurt. That you I can wanna... wear with a bump helmet or a helmet? Yes. That are bump helmets. Some, or one, like a hockey helmet, like one big solid thing you just put on. It's got a chin strap and it stays on and it's in place and it's comfortable. Like I, it's like, oh yeah, okay, we got another mask coming out. Okay, great. It's the same thing it was before. Super. Do you know how long, it took, how long did it take to make it? Oh, I don't know. Some about 15 years. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, mentioning the, the pandering. I absolutely hate pandering, like particularly like podcasts that broadcast on a Monday night where they ask you to like, share, tag a friend or three. And if you haven't done so, please do so now. I hate that. Planet Eclipse. Every that. game bunker. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wrong time. Uh, I hate it when they ask you to like, share, and tag a friend right now. I hate that. Do it. Smash that Sorry. subscribe button because <laughs> it helps with the algorithm. I got one last thing that I'd like to delete from Paintball Forever. Yeah. Podcast? Duct tape. Oh, it's the devil. We did the, devil. the one game, okay, when each team was given t-shirts at the start and you had to wear your t-shirt. One was maroon, one was green. Works with all camo, it fits, it doesn't make you stick out, and it was Awesome, but you know it would There's be one no step question as to whether somebody was on your team or not. One step better than that because you can, you know, some guys wear plate carry, some guys don't. They like to wear their own jerseys with their team names on it. So instead of doing that, why don't we give one team green Crocs and the other one red Crocs, and that is the mandatory footwear? Because Joe Spe has this so thing about sturdy footwear. <laughs> yeah. Speaking Crocs. of which, well, I would you love to put see the sport mode on. I would love to see a collaboration <laughs> between Team Tags, who is an alternative to duct tape, and Crocs, a Croc armband would be fantastic oh like a big neoprene oh yeah so no 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 like no, no, no. We're, we're talking the actual <laughs> croc material oh. would you have to rivet it to your arm muscle though no so no no flip I, it up you, you know what todd todd said you put your your crocs in off-road mode what if you want to go to like what's that ninja course like what if you want to go to ninja course mode like you should be able to buy a team tag that like literally wraps all the way around your your croc and holds it on forever like Ninja Warrior course. That's crazy talk. Yeah. Like cement Crocs. Yeah. Like the gangsters used to make. Well, we have a couple more minutes left. I have a few more things on my sheet in reference to the topic. Are you guys finished yours? Yeah, I threw the rest in the garbage. Uh, we definitely talked about Ego. TJ Williams is talking about the paint. Um, he'd like to see it much cheaper, but unfortunately you're paying for a consumable. Um, Dennis Linton says player... You know, player ego. Um, let me let me read it because it, it's worth reading. Dennis Linton says, "Player ego. No one gives a shit about paintball in the real world. Just admit that we're all nerds." Ron yeah. Ron King piped up and it. said, "Mike drop." Um, and then Mel Eager says, "Mixing speedball guns with ninety-eight renting newbies. That's got to stop." I agree. Um, and then Blake Wright will get the last comment of my of my sheets. He says, "How about all the fields closing down, uh, like Flag Raiders and PRZ? This just sucks. The paintball is drying up. It's not because we want to. Flag Raiders is paused. Uh, well, there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, I guarantee it's going to be open again. We're we're paused, man. Like we're just we're on Ain't lunch right now. Ain't giving up. We haven't we're we haven't gone down right. Our our ship is listing a bit, but we've got the bilge pumps on." Um, we ramped up, uh, ramp we ramped up, ramp it. We ramped up today a lot. Uh, we'll sort of release what we did today, um, very shortly. Um, our social media campaign is going to kick in. Um, we're going to have Wolf with his millions of followers. There's going to 
do some stuff for us as well. And we, we're going to need to go provincial. We're going to need everybody that's <laughs> in Ontario, regardless of what riding you live in, to reach out to your local provincial politician. If it's a, if it's a progressive conservative, a PC, you're going to need to say that you are of voting age and you need flag raiders to survive in Ontario. There's an election coming up. Help these people out. If you have, if your current um, provincial politician is not PC, reach out to the P- progressive conservatives. Say we need flag raiders. You need their help. You're a voting person of age in the province. This is what we need. We need to take it to the next level. We need to go to the province. This is how we are going to do it: is by having provincial support. Yes, sir. The Benison municipal governments are not helping we need to go provincial and this is what we need everybody in the province to reach out to their mpp and get this thing rolling because there's an election coming up and they want to get back in wolf if you can help us orchestrate that TikTok, youtube whatever you got anybody who has anybody any influence has or influence. if you have minimal influence your vote does certainly count so as joe said if you have a pc candidate in your riding who is an incumbent uh reach out to them if you have somebody who is running for that party um let them know uh, your vote follows a uh, paintball vote yeah uh and uh you know, reach out to them immediately with an email or a phone call etc because uh we cannot allow we cannot allow or permit a flag writers to perish by uh, bureaucratic red tape. todd's gonna find yeah. this clip that i just said and gavin just said and we're gonna post it on our social media with some links absolutely that's where we're gonna go with that and i'm just holding my tongue right now but i can't wait to unleash uh once um uh, you know regional or or municipal elections happen uh, in terms of walking the walk and talking the talk. Uh, and, I can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. If you really want to support small business in this region, in Ontario, then show us. Show us what you can do. Sorry for the rant, guys, but, you know, Flaggard has been a part of my life since 1983 or 1984, and it's an important part of paintball history in Canada, in North America, and it's an important many... Not only is it a business and it, it's it's survived Corey and Todd's our, and my family, you know that's it's it's you know kept us going and, and employed people like Gavin who is a great friend and Zuby who's come out and Matt over here, but it's also, you know, it's created a community for many many players and many people have met friends, long relationships have been established. So it's not just about. It's not just about the business aspect of Flaggers. It's about the community, the paintball community as a whole. So we need some support. If you are anywhere, send an, send an email, send a letter. You need, you need, someone needs to find a way to make this happen. Thank you. Sorry, yep. guys. Amen. Um, we're about the end of our show. I'm going to give uh, two last shout outs. George Hay says, delete rain on game days. Wouldn't that be the greatest? It's and, a cult song. Uh, Here comes what, the what rain. What kind of rain? Stinging rain, <laughs> sideways rain, rain, rain um, that came off from the ground. Rain. And uh, Sam Silverback. Raining. Sorry, Sam Silverback also says, delete non-tiger stripe hoodies should all be eliminated. <laughs> they should all be tiger stripes. Grab a collar and looks to the side. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wolf is right. We do need airsofters to help as well. We need anybody Absolutely. in the action sports community, whether you're a paintball, whether you're airsoft, whether you're a plinker, or whether you're a little Johnny that's having a birth, a Nerf birthday party, 
or playing jelly ball. We need everyone in the action sports community to help band together to get us some support province-wide. But yes, anybody sir. that's outside the province, outside the country that's been to Flag Raiders, you guys can do your part because they're talking about tourism and we are a tourism entity. Okay, before we go out, I know we don't want to beat this dead horse, uh, but it's really, impo- it's really important to me as well. Uh, great point, uh, Joe. If you have ever traveled to Flag Raiders, estimate how much you've spent both in hotels, uh, at the field, in local restaurants, and email potentially any of those on the list, uh, city council, regional council, about how much you've invested in our local economy um, just by participation in the sport of paintball. Everybody has been impacted by COVID. Most economies need to grow uh, and let them know that, you know, these dollars will certainly not be spent here if there's no place to spend it at a paintball yeah. field. Yeah. So 100%. please, you know, like cash in, your, cash in those receipts. Let people know how much you've actually spent in the region to keep this region afloat by participating in paintball. Yeah, yeah man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has come to the end of our Facebook live stream. We're going to continue to broadcast over on YouTube as well as our after show slash podcast. We're going to continue broadcasting. Um, great words by Joe and Gavin. Make sure you guys do whatever you can. We'll, if you need any sort of insight or help direction, send, uh, you know, send us a message and we'll, we'll definitely give you some things to copy and paste, really, you know, especially email addresses. Uh, so thank you guys for watching. If you guys are on your way out, please hit that share button so people know that there's a paintball podcast every Monday night. And uh, we'll see you guys in the after show in just a minute. All right. Sorry, we forgot we're coming back. Yeah, <laughs> we're back. Hooray. We almost um, left. So I've got something stuck in my head. And is it because, a song? Come and knock on our door. It is. Oh. And because I have an audience that's uh, able to listen to it, the only way to get an earbug out or an earworm out of your ear is to give it to somebody else. Has anybody in the studio ever heard this line of a song? My money don't jiggle jiggle. It folds. I'd like to see you wiggle wiggle for sure. It is a bad TikTok that's going around, and I don't know why I'm hearing it. Why every do second I know one. that? Oh, you're probably not doing it justice. I need well, to hear it. So I'll, I'll play it for you in a second here, but it's, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get it here for you. It's certainly not the theme song to Caillou. Take your time. It's, it's a podcast. Yeah. Nobody it's a cares. Podcast. Sorry about it. Nobody's going anywhere anyways. Okay, here we go. Jiggle, jiggle. Can you remember any of the rap that you did? Well, money don't you... No, I got nothing. Where did the sound go? It went away. It went Anyways, away. Anyways, when to I do. find TikTok the TikTok, I'm going to send it to you, and it's going to be stuck in your head. Please tell me I'm not the only one that has my money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds stuck in your head because it's... Uh, all my kids hate me right now because I just no. walk around the house and yeah. whenever I see them, I said, hey, did I tell you that uh, my money doesn't jickle jickle? <laughs> it's not because of the song, Todd. They hate you for many other reasons. It's a little bit of that. It's a little bit of that. Um, I got a YouTube, or sorry, I got a parcel in the mail today from Amazon and uh, I walked downstairs and the Alexa chimed in and said, hey, you have a whatever, whatever, your package arrived. And then it says, rate your experience with your with your delivery. Do you think anyone's ever given a delivery service for Amazon a bad review? And I ask that because, 100%. but here, he, but but let me let me finish. So, Amazon tells you when they're coming, 
right? They uh, even give you a window. There's a window. It's not like, right. okay, you'll be here in 15 minutes. No, no, no. But, okay, between it's a real 5.30 window. It's not the between and 9, Wednesday and they'll be next there, month. right? So you, so you preface this. I've ordered things from Pure Later, FedEx, and UPS, I would say, is the worst. They tell you that it's coming on Tuesday. Okay. So it's sometime on Tuesday. So you sit there and you, you wait for it. Five o'clock comes around, still no UPS. Six o'clock. And then you get a notice, ah, they just didn't be bothered. They couldn't be bothered. They're coming tomorrow. No. Amazon is the only service, whatever they use, I swear, when they say it's coming that day, it comes that day. And I still get parcels on Saturdays and Sundays and at night. Um, that that part I agree with, but the jackasses will just toss it on your step and just like take a picture of it. That's all I want. They'll ring the doorbell. They don't knock on the door. And it's like you have to wait and then check your email or the okay, app. Okay, for that, maybe, I guess. But, I mean, I, I know they, when someone They rings. are, I guarantee they're in cahoots with some porch pirates. I guarantee it. Yeah. They're not yeah. paid enough to ring a doorbell. <laughs> You're right, but they are paid enough when they get a, a percentage of whatever the guy so, steals from your porch and flips. So, why they're not ringing your doorbell, but instead they take a picture and send it to you. So, when you go check your tracking on Amazon, it'll show a picture of it in your, on oh, your yeah, steps, yeah, yeah. right? Um, like, There's one worse than that. I ordered to skip the dishes when we had COVID because they're sort of running, running low. So, we ordered skip. Like, I put it on a porch. Didn't knock on the door. Mm. And I was waiting. And after five minutes, I, I look out and I'm like, "Oh shit, it's there!" So that like, time ago, it's freezing you had, cold. You, so you had the ninja, yeah. Like he just got like, I just, and he put it at the Repels bottom from step. the top of your porch. If they're gonna do that, if they're gonna do that, ninja stuff, step, you like, know, I, I want them to like sneak into the house, set the table, and all of a sudden, just like yeah. you come upstairs, use the washroom, and like, oh look, the like, meals here. If and it's he all gotten, prepared. if you hadn't gotten around the dog and put it at the back door, I'd be mean, like, damn, dude. But no, like you put it on like the get, sidewalk. I would give a good review for that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he massaged the dog. The dog fell asleep. <laughs> the only one that's worse than like UPS Pure Later and all that is Canada Post. Oh, who will put a worst. door knocker on your door and say, we were here yesterday. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but it's like like you can almost watch them. They don't even bring the package out. They just bring the door knocker sticker, put it on, and run away quickly. Yes, oh, I swear, swear I watched a guy do it from his van on the street, yes. like a th like a throwing card trick. You just went, and it yeah. like stuck you to the talk, door. Yes, you want to talk ninjas? They got like throwing yeah. stars. No, you're absolutely right. I forgot about UPS so, or or Canada Post. But when I get a package sent mail, U.S. mail from the states to Canada. The tracking for the U.S. is great. It says, hey, it's left here. It's moved to here. And then all of a sudden, the tracking on the U.S. app stops. Ghost town. And then it's like it's in this this virtual nothing land and we're nothing happens. And they think we're yeah. slow, eh? And then like a week later, all of a sudden, you get a knock at the door. And it looks like you've got like this package covered in dust. It looks like it fallen somewhere. And like, here you go. We got it to you as quick as we could. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not we a had fan. it, but Customs was holding on to it for eight weeks. It's like they were playing with it, weren't they? Matt hasn't um, uh, heard us talk about COVID in a while, but remember when COVID was kind of first thing, the pandemic started happening, and we would still order, like, skip the dishes or your groceries, and you'd bring it into the house, and you'd start wiping all the packaging down and the bags you'd dispose with your rubber gloves and because no one knew, right? I, oh. I, I may have told you, you the story, like... COVID, and sorry, Matt, you can unplug your headphones right now. Um, I am going to take them off. Yeah, you know, like uh, my mom, senior citizen, would go shopping uh, and drop off groceries for us. I'm like, what are you doing? 
I can go on seniors' days. There's less people there. Yeah. I've had a good life. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like she's All taking groceries. She's taking one for the team. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I will but admit that going- was. Sorry, that was like my grandparents. I, you know, I called my grandfather on the phone. I was like, "Yeah, hey, we should get together." And he's like, "Listen, I I lived through Soviet invasion and then Nazi invasion. I don't care if you come <laughs> over." <laughs> yeah, I I did like ordering the groceries, backing up, pushing the little hatch release, and you know, the girl loading up all my groceries in the thing. But then you get home and then you realize, as much as it's awesome, you know, you pull out your bananas and you're like, "Really?" Like I wouldn't, whatever. Anyways, you, you, you took what you could get at that time. Scratch but, and uh, dent produce. Yeah. We bought a pantry and built a pantry because we overstocked on food because we thought we would Toilet paper. It. If you said toilet paper, you were one of those people that <laughs> ran up the price because you bought everything. No, I went to the dollar store and bought handkerchiefs. When you were in college, did you ever go on a, <laughs> did you ever go on a pantry raid? No, I did not. <laughs> Outside our dorm, though, there Ty- were pantries. Typos were a different trees. thing back in college. Oh, my yeah. God, Joe, that made my night. <laughs> Thank you, Gavin. Uh, I still have it, even though life sucks. <laughs> when that whole toilet paper Not all of it. thing first started, I went out to Home Depot and bought two bidets. Yeah. I One for each cheek? I don't own a bidet. On each toilet. Do you guys own any sort of bidet, or What's is bidet? it worth it? Everybody I, talks I about how it is 1, the greatest thing in the world. thousand percent. You always have a bit of a, uh, a little, little, little hop in your step. So I well, don't know. What would you prefer to use the washroom, void your bowels, then have your butt washed, or would you like to take some toilet paper and just smear poop around <laughs> until it's dry and then get up and walk away? It's you your choice. You must be the bidet yeah. marketing board. Yeah. It's up to you. Yeah, but okay. So dried for me, up poop for or me, it's clean. a two stage. Like, it's, it's toilet paper and then it's wet wipes. BMB, but they marketing board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, big do you log- have a bidet in your bathroom? All three of my bathrooms have bidets in them. Yeah, yeah. How do you been- install them? But you don't even need. Well, to- they're the toilet seat versions. Okay, yeah. so uh, it's like a the clip on one, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. how is that? Fu- is it? Is it good? Is, is, it it like a little, is there like a little person in there? Shoots, how do you, how no, do you like know? A little, you, a little arm flips out the back and it sprays like lukewarm water. What happens if it goes? Awesome. What happens Can you see the alarm? What Josh. happens, <laughs> what happens if you're sitting in the out. wrong position and it shits up on the ceiling or something? Like what happens? Do you ever wonder sit if it's down on? for the whole performance? Like, <laughs> what, what are you hovering in your own home? <laughs> well, I don't know. I just If you're in a hurry, you turn the pressure up so it's quicker. So here's the question. Okay, uh, this no, is an it's honest not, question. It's not that much pressure. Okay. Like, it's enough pressure, but it's not going to shoot up to the ceiling. You don't have it on fun setting. All right, so here's the question. So it's not, not like don't sa- have it set on internal. It's not like sandblasting, right? <laughs> no, it's not a pressure washer. Okay, you're the first person in the house to go use the bathroom of the day, right? So you're fresh in there. You go to take a bowel movement, and you turn it on. Much like a shower, do you have to like pre-run the warm water so that you get warm, or is it just like ice cold water until? No, it... mine's plumbed with the mixing valve. Ah, so it mixes the warm and the cold. But you're warm right out of the shower. It takes a couple of moments. I have a research pump in my house. Okay, look at you, okay, Mr. For, backwash. Yeah, for Mr. Poverty <laughs> like me, am I getting like ice cubes shot at my asshole? Really? Well, okay, so that's here's nice the talk. <laughs> it's a PC show. Most <laughs> most of the water that sits in your line. Before you flush your toilet, is going to be about room temperature. So it's going to come out. It's going to spray your bum at whatever ambient room temperature is. If you 
flush the toilet, it's going to pull all that ambient temperature into the top of the tank, and then you're going to get city water, which is about 22 degrees Celsius. So it's going to be cold. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's not like it's on for 10 minutes. All right. You know what? Next week, show in Josh's bedroom. Or, I mean, our bathrooms. I agree. Does it have, like, a oscillation, like a sprinkler system? Or is it just like no, a... No, like it sprays out like a fountain almost. And okay. is there a built-in squeegee? No. So, no? no? Okay. Does it have, like, a massage like setting so it's, like, sporadic? Ooh, like can no. Can I get a pulse version? No, but the one, <laughs> the one does have a warming toilet seat. Ooh. Yeah. So this, this can go on a normal toilet. It replaces your yeah. toilet seat. Yeah. They've been How sold... They, sorry, go ahead. How is that powered? Water pressure. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. What's well, a battery? battery? Yeah. Is there a battery? Because I want to sit on a battery. The one has batteries in it. The one that uh, the one that's warming, which does eat batteries pretty fast. This should uh, this, the other one this conversation really should have happened after the show ended, but let's go let's keep going. And the other one is um is actually technically a um, cloth diaper sprayer. So it's a, like a long cord that dangles yeah, yeah. off the back. And then you can just use it by hand, you reach around the back. Okay. So that's a lot of shifting. Yeah, I don't know. And squatting. But, I don't, okay, but, do we but how do you dry off? Do you use, use a microfiber or just use some toilet paper? Do you have a towel. I have a basket full of washcloths. I went to the dollar store, but like a hundred oh, well, washcloths. No, that's a hard no for me then. Yeah. Could you just use toilet paper it's or is clean. it sopping? What about, uh, what about Exalt? Do they make any uh, like squeegees? <laughs> I don't know. T- I'll talk to Ed. Okay, perfect. Jesus. He'll, he'll, microfiber come, he'll, on the come up, he'll come up with a brown microfiber cloth. Anyone even know if it's clean or dirty? Just brown. Yeah, sorry, Moondog15 says, I love how the show goes from paintball to toilets. Um, Usually it, it does. It's the after show. It's the after show. It's what happens. So here's a question. How many of you guys would actually use a warmed toilet seat feature? Because that would drive me nuts. I, I would not like that. It is I, very I, weird I, when you sit on it and it's pre-warmed. Okay, so I won't like... If you go into what, like a doctor's waiting room or somewhere, let's say, and you sit down and you sit down and the chair is warm bugs me like i'd rather have a chair that no one's sat in same with a toilet seat like i would rather have a cold toilet seat because it feels like no one's been in there but see that's something it's heated it's not warm okay that like it's warmer than it should be that and tell me you're on my side i am on your side because one you don't want too much comfort in in a bathroom uh if you require that much amount of time you need to increase your fiber (laughs) i promise you that so you want to be in and out that's it efficient you don't want to this is not rancho relaxo where you're putting your feet up and you're you know like this is not a spa Take your dump and get the hell out. But also, I will say, and this is maybe too much information, but after manscaping, your cleanliness becomes a lot easier, too, for those of you that oh, dear put God. two and two together. Oh, did, goodness. did you only start when you got manscaped? No, I did before, but okay. I'm saying, like, for those that haven't, like, you know, I'm not saying shave. I'm just saying trim, and things are, things are, things are just better. So this is watched by mostly men. Like I certainly hope honest, so right now because <laughs> if we had any female viewers, we've lost. Them okay, already. well I'll be honest with you. I tuned into the View today when I was flipping channels, and they were talking about the same subject. That's where I got it from. So, All right, yeah. excellent. Yeah, Whoopi was going on about how she shaves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. nothing <laughs> yeah, sexier that, than that thinking I about Whoopi. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. We can't end like that. We got to do something else. <laughs> yeah. Those uh, bidets, by the way, the attachment ones, there's a couple of good brand names. They were sold out a lot during the pandemic. Like, they were just, they were gone. Yeah, Tush, Tushy is the one that we've got. That, yeah. It's got yeah. the whole thing. All right, yeah. Josh. Thanks. There you go. Uh, going back to that billionaire money question. Oh, yeah. I one of those toilets from China that's, like, elaborate with so many different settings on their bidet. That's and, Japan. Oh, wow. Sorry. Oh. Wrong country. The one in Japan, if you sit down and take a poop, it senses that you're sitting and starts playing ambient noises. Mm. 
<laughs> and they're heated so and they just, wash and they so dry. Every once in a while, just a <clears throat> courtesy <laughs> flush. No, I, was, I went into the washroom in the, the airport in Japan and I sat down in the toilet and all of a sudden it's like this running waterfall started and I was like, where on earth is that coming it's not, That's not on my back, is it? And then I stood up and it stopped and I was like, wait a minute. Sit back down, wait a couple of seconds. Yeah, and then it starts again. I was like, no way. Have you ever been in like an airport bathroom that has those sensors and you just kind of lean forward and all of a sudden you have that Niagara Falls flush because it's that flush sensing to- toilet. And it's like, I'm not done. I'm still here. Where does that pressure come from? Like that. I think it's jet like engine. It sucks it down. I think oh, they wow. have a jet somewhere sitting in the tarmac attached to their plumbing system. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, CBR star in the live chat says, I always felt oh, gross yeah. from the shag carpet toilet seat covers. My grandma had one in their house. My mom had one in their house. Or too. the the yeah. carpet that went in front of the toilet. Oh, the one that was always oddly moist. <laughs> and then what about the toilet seat, the toilet seats itself that you sit on that are foam, like they're squishy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's just wrong, too. Well, have you been into a bathroom that's fully carpeted? Because I've been in one of those. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah. That's insane. A friend of mine had a kitchen that had shag rug in it. And I'm like, how can you do that? Their parents just didn't. They just thought it was stylish. One of the uh, buildings that we go to as one of our clients in downtown Toronto has 10 liter marble toilets. Like, I mean, those things must weigh a good couple hundred pounds. Wow. And it like the entire bathroom is carpeted, and there's phones in each stall, and it's like it's like a it's like something you'd see on the Wolf of Wall Street. Didn't Al Bundy? Didn't he want like he the Niagara? Wasn't it called like the Niagara Falls or something? Like he want like whatever toilet it was, he wanted like the Niagara one. I rem- I, I distinctly remember an episode where he was chasing all over town to get this this new toilet. Don't remember that one. Yeah, and I would concur with uh, Sam Moyers in the YouTube chat. Uh, Tushy Bidets, new sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Was it a hot day at work? (laughs) Were you overdressed? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's finish this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening to us uh, via uh, YouTube, hit that like and subscribe or share this if you can. If you're watching us as a, or listening to us as a podcast, thanks for sticking it out this long. Uh, if you hit the subscribe button on our uh, where you find us, uh, these episodes will come to your phone every week and you can keep uh, caught up on you. So um, thank you to our uh, nice and clean Josh Zuby Zabrickus. Yeah, thank you. And join us next week where we talk uh, urinals, short, taller, waterless. <laughs> Do you know anyone with a urinal in their house? Uh-huh. Do you have one? No, I don't have one. A bubble factory? That'd be really convenient. Bubble factory? Yeah, when you but pee, you, you make bubbles. keep filling it with ice, oh. though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would I have um, a urinal in my house? Yeah. I think if I, not, maybe not in my main bathroom, but I think if you had like an out bathroom or like, you know, one in, one in your garage, like a bathroom off your garage or like, where you, you know, I think that would be quick. Certainly if you had a pool house, you'd want a urinal for sure. Well, you either got a urinal or some trees. Or a trough. That was the most, Ooh. that was a horrible thing about, we talked about this a few weeks ago at the Blue Jay Stadium. <laughs> Exhibition Stadium. They used to have no, that stainless um, steel Maple trough. Leaf no, no, Kitchener 20. Rangers still have yeah, that yeah. one too. And they the circle, have it, the circle sink with the press bar in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. They still have the troughs at. Uh, make, you make eye contact. Get good leather. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, thank you. And thank you, Joe, for being on the program. Thanks very much for having me. Sorry for my rant earlier. No, I'm not. Anyway, help us out as best you can. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching. See you next week after Garbage Night. Pew, pew. And Garvin Charmer, who doesn't have a bidet and we know is a little dirty, but... That's right. Uh, that one's going to itch later. I promise <laughs> you that. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. And I apologize for everybody listening in the podcast world and uh, who are on YouTube for the after show. Uh, it's not all toilet talk. Uh, eventually, we get back to paintball. Thanks very much for supporting us all these years. And uh, stay tuned for next week. Sometimes we talk about turlets. Thanks, guys, for listening. <laughs> Sometimes there's <laughs> on the outside of the turlet. <laughs>